Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Standing up for what's right. This is The Roy Green Show. Southern Ontario is more or less where it was yesterday at this time. <laughs> if you're in Southern Ontario, then you know that uh, it was some kind of windy. It was close to hurricane speed, sort of level one, or what do they call it for hurricanes? Anyway, it's uh, close to 100 miles an hour. And uh, I think there's more tiles in the backyard than there are on the roof. Busy show today. We'll have Michelle Rempel back with us, conservative member of parliament and uh, immigration critic. We will also have Candace Malcolm with us, um, columnist for The Sun newspapers. And uh, Candace is going to talk to us about the border, as will uh, Michelle. Also, Michelle was trying to get an answer out of Bill Morneau. I don't know if you've heard this, but it's absolutely classic and it's unfortunately what happened. Unfortunately, because this man is our finance minister. We're going to play a little bit of it for you when Michelle joins us. And uh, Frank McKenna is going to be on the program today, the vice chair, or the deputy chair of TD Bank, and the former Canadian ambassador to the United States and former New Brunswick premier on uh, pipelines. And a TD Bank research paper shows, we talked about this last weekend, over a seven-year period, the Canadian economy lost $117 billion by being essentially forced to sell our oil at a major discount to the United States because we don't have the pipeline infrastructure to be able to ship our oil offshore. $117 billion in seven years. Now, since we're speaking about billions of dollars... I want to bring in the uh, Auditor General for the province of Ontario. Bonnie Lissick is with us. Um, when an Auditor General is in constant disagreement with the government's accounting methodology, that is really concerning. And Ms. Lissick has been in disagreement with the accounting methodologies of the Wynne government for a number of years. And most recently, uh, the Finance Minister for Ontario said that the Deficit was going to be $6.7 billion, and the Auditor General said, no, it's going to be $11.7 billion. Ms. Lissick, thank you very much for taking the time. Good to talk to you. Well, thank you for having me, Roy. Uh, so, so when the Ontario government declares they're going to f uh, be facing a $6.7 billion deficit, and you have it at $11.7 billion, and the Financial Accountability Office has it almost at $12 billion also, how does the, where's the discrepancy in layman's terminology? Where does this, how does this all not fit? 
Um, I guess there are two contributing factors. One is the government is understating the recording of expenses related to the rate reduction it has provided Ontario consumers. So the government still has to make payments to power generators, and they're borrowing money to do that, and there's interest on the money. So they're not recording the expense of paying the power generators and the interest on the money that they're borrowing to pay those generators. That's that's the uh, one area. And the second area is that the government has understated the pension expense related to a couple pensions in Ontario. So understating expenses is serious business because it gives the wrong impression about available monies for a government, right? Well, that's right. It creates the perception that there is more money available than there is, and it states that there's more money on new initiatives and programs yet uh, the government still has to borrow money. So, you know, it creates uh, the perception that if you balance a budget, that you don't have to borrow money other than for capital. But in this case, they have to borrow money because they've understated these expenses, and so they have to borrow money to cover that. When the finance minister or the premier say that it's a misunderstanding between you, the Auditor General, and they, the government, what do you say in reply? I would say that the correct thing to do would be to record the expenses that are not being recorded. Um, You know, we, um, I passed the accounting or the the under-recording of expenses related to the Fair Hydro Plan by my colleagues, the Auditor Generals across Canada, and they agree with my office's conclusion. And uh, we've also, um, you know, had outside opinions from external firms and the, uh, the the retired director of the public sector accounting board in Canada also indicates that it would be the correct thing to do for the government to record all the expenses related to both the pension expense and the uh, the power generator payments. Because they argue, the government argues that monies in the pu- public sector pension fund and the teacher's pension fund is money that they may add to their bottom line, which even to me, and I was not what you call a math whiz, uh, that doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, No, we agree with you. Um, We say to the government, give us some evidence, give us a letter that's signed by the union that say that you are entitled and you will be reducing the teacher's minimum contribution or withdrawing any cash from that pension plan. And that proves then to us that you actually have an entitlement and an asset to record on your statement. But if you can't show us that, then the correct thing is that um, you, you know, record the expense, the correct pension expense. Ms. Lissick, is there a, another province that has the same level of, let me use the government's word, disagreement with its Auditor General, or is this exclusive to the province of Ontario, as far as you know? Well, you know, this is likely the first time in Ontario's history that we've had the magnitude of issues that we do have on the statement. Um, You know, I can't speak specifically to other provinces other than to say that, you know, in their past, there have been what we call as auditors qualifications on the government statements where uh, you say the bottom line is wrong and, and, uh, and tell the public that what the difference is between the government's bottom line and the auditor's conclusion. Um, so that, that has existed in, you know, for instance, British Columbia, 
and uh, Quebec, I'm aware of. But, you know, over time, those those issues tend to resolve themselves. I mean, this situation is akin to a private sector situation, you know, where if General Motors auditors qualified the statement, that would be a huge issue. And so, you know, we think the fact that an Auditor General's office is qualifying government statements, that is also a huge issue. It is. Uh, it is. Mm-hmm. Ms. Lesnick, uh, is the biggest concern that you have about the accounting methodologies and the spending that has been uh, that has taken place under the auspices of the, the wind government, would your concern be hydro and perhaps the fair hydro plan in which the government borrowed a great deal of money to cut electricity rates by 25 percent, which which helped them as far as um, tamping down the anger of the consumer, but over the long term is simply going to require us to pay more back as as taxpayers. Is that the biggest is is that the biggest problem that you have with them, the hydro funding? Um, on the hydro front, uh, front, I guess you know it's a policy decision to do that, and and we don't question the policy decision. I guess we question the method in which they're recording it, and so that's why we, we say they're understating expenses. So um, the other side of that is they're having they they had a they put in place sort of a, a framework of how they would finance this, uh, rather than you know simply borrow the money and pay the uh, power generators. They put in a sort of a, a a different framework, and that framework for how they borrow money could potentially cost uh, people in Ontario up to $4 billion more, and I'm quoting from a financial accountability officer estimate. And so our concern is not only is the accounting wrong, but in order to sort of avoid showing a number on your bottom line, like the impact of the expense on the bottom line, and to avoid showing an increase in net debt on the government statements, they're borrowing a certain way that's going to cost people more money in Ontario over the long run. So, for instance, you know, the cost of reducing electricity rates is about $18.4 billion, but that's going to have to incur $21 billion in interest. So down the road, people will be paying back $39.4 billion versus the original amount, uh, the rate reduction amount. That's a huge amount of money. It is a huge amount of money. And, uh, and given the fact that as far as the deficit is concerned, they're declaring a, the government's declaring a 6.7 billion dollar deficit. You have it at 11.7 billion. I trust you more than I trust them, and that's another big amount of money. That's five billion dollars. That will also accrue interest, and again, the taxpayer is on the hook for everything. Yeah, I think um, you know the the difference that five billion dollars that we're saying that's comprised both of the pension expenses and of. Yeah, the costs associated with the rate reduction. So it's $5 billion in total for 1819. It'll be another $5.6 billion difference for 1920 and $6 billion for 2021. Because mm. um, we've commented on the three years um, in the government's pre-election report, which we were required to do under law. Well, it's very—I mean, it's, it's very important that we have an auditor general. It's extremely important that we have an auditor general who's not afraid to take on the governments and challenge the governments. And I find it almost ludicrous when the government suggested at one point, finance minister suggested that you didn't quite understand how Hydro One operates when you were the auditor for Manitoba Hydro. So, 
Ms. Lizick, thank yeah. you so much for, for, for spending the time with us today and, and shedding light on, on how this works. For many of us, it's just the, uh, the fact that we know we have to pay a lot of money. But when we know why that's happening, that's certainly uh, a great benefit to all of us. Well, thank you very much for uh, providing me this time. I appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bonnie Lissick is the Auditor General for the province of Ontario. I just thought we'd take a look at these numbers because once we're up into the billions of dollars, we're talking about a $5 billion difference between what the Auditor General says the province is on the hook for for a deficit and the, the province says it's on the hook for uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the Auditor General 10 times out of 10. And then Ms. Lissick pointed out that she talked to other Auditor General, Auditors General across Canada. And the methodology implied by Ms. Lissick, or, or applied by Ms. Lissick, is the one that they would also apply. So it's, it's a mess. It's a huge amount of money. It's a tremendous amount of money. And as we said last weekend, I, I asked you last weekend whether you thought that Ontario was a drag on the rest of the country because of the amount of money that Ontario owes. And so many people said, yes, it is. And when you have a province with the, the huge population that Ontario has, and the cash cow, which is Alberta, is no longer capable of firing out these multi-billion dollar checks to everybody every year because the ingrates who are accepting the money, or whining about the oil, that's all problematic. I'm going to take a break, and then when we come back, I, want to, I just want to talk to you about something that I, that I think needs to be raised, and then we'll very quickly go to the phones for your thoughts. Please don't go away. <laughs> 